Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Give me a break. That's what we're going to do, Michael. We're going to be like accountants now in baseball. Uh, was it the Pythagorean theorem? The Pythagorean theorem says that the Red Giants offensive line, that their record should be one in one. That's the Pythagorean theorem said that the Giants offensive line, that their record should be two and all. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40 years. Here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, what is better than finally putting this draft class behind us? And that's exactly what we've done over the course of the last week since we spoke spoke with you last. We now have 256 new player and team marriages thanks to the 2018 NFL Draft. I am Kyle Krabs, your solo host today. Here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, we certainly hope you enjoyed our live stream efforts for the 2018 draft. I know Joe and I had an absolute blast, a tip of the cap to FRS Network and Paige Demakos, who is a freaking superstar, for bringing out the best in us. We had some emojis. We had a lot of fun. We had about eight hours of live stream coverage, which you can find on YouTube if you are so inclined. Today, what we're going to do, it is 5.22 a.m. on my way to the gym in the car. A little Hollywood magic here as we record this podcast. And what I want to do is I want to talk about storylines for each division that are going to be really fascinating to see play out. 
So, for example, the AFC East, you have two new franchise quarterbacks in Sam Darnold with the New York Jets and Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills. And these quarterbacks are selected with the intent of tipping the scales in this division. Tom Brady has ruled the roost here for two decades now. Uh, the only other team that's won the division, going back to, I think, 03, uh, the Miami Dolphins once in 2008. Well, the Dolphins chose to go a different route, choosing to go with a lot of defense. And I like their picks. I think Jerome Baker's a space linebacker that can help. Minka Fitzpatrick's a big-time playmaker in the secondary that the Dolphins simply don't have. It's a good move, but... It's not a quarterback, right? So anytime you get quarterbacks, we got to talk about quarterbacks, and that's exactly why the intrigue in the AFC East is can the Bills and Jets build infrastructure around these young quarterbacks and make them stick? They both have a ways to go. Uh, I look at the offensive supporting cast on either of these two franchises, and there's some work to be done adding receivers, and uh, the offensive lines both have some questions. So, three years from now, will either of these guys solidify themselves? Something to watch. And for that exact reason, it's also why I'm fascinated with the, the AFC North. Obviously, Cleveland Browns, QB1, Baker Mayfield. What's up, fam? But, Lamar Jackson is also here as a quarterback of the future. Now, Mason Rudolph did go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if I'm ready to declare him a quarterback of the future as much as I am. An investment. First of all, let's talk about how Pittsburgh did the best thing possible and made sure Mason Rudolph and James Washington stayed on the same team at the pro level. That could be fun. But think about the battles Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield now have the potential to have twice a year in the AFC North. That is potential for some exciting football. Some really exciting football. And not in the the stereotypical exciting football in Cleveland Browns way where it's these wild follies of mistakes and gaffes and, oh my god, I can't believe they did that kind of exciting. Like, shootouts, big-time plays, both of these quarterbacks have that. Do we think both of these quarterbacks can harness that? I do. I think both of these teams, Baltimore and Cleveland, have better situations for their quarterbacks in the interim, than either of the two AFC's teams do. When you shift to the AFC South, Indianapolis had a draft of some more risk than what I would have anticipated. Now, this was a terrific opportunity for the Indianapolis Colts to come away with four or five rookie starters, and they might have four or five rookie starters. But I didn't feel like they were solid doubles, right? Like if we want to make the baseball analogy, 
round two picks, when you got five of them, I think they had three of them, these should be gappers into the outfield. You're going to roll. You know you're going to walk into second base standing up. You're going to feel really good about it. Indianapolis didn't take that route. They took some risky picks. Darius Leonard, a guy that I really liked, but was surprised to see him get invested in this early. Braden Smith, he's listed as tackle. You're not going to play him a tackle, are you? I hope not. And then one of my dudes, Kimoko Ture, was surprised to see him go this early. Obviously, they felt really good about his medical situation with the shoulders. It cost him two full years there at Rutgers. But I think if I'm looking at the prominent storyline in this division, what I end up coming back to is the Jacksonville Jaguars once again drafting on brand. Death taxes and the Jaguars drafting along the lines of my draft board. No team over the course of the last five years is more consistent with drafting valued players, highly coveted players on my personal draft board than the Jaguars. Number two is the Philadelphia Eagles. I'd say it's a pretty good, pretty good one-two punch, right? Good teams to have my brand tied to. But Taven Bryan, Ronnie Harrison, Will Richardson, I mean, they, they got good football players. And they got football players that fit the brand. You think about defensively what their style is. I mean, they just reload them up. Will Richardson's one of my favorite picks in the entire draft. Because, I mean, shoot, Will Richardson, Cam Robinson, put those guys as your offensive tackles. Let's line up and go. That's an incredibly stout pairing. Jacksonville deserves some credit for landing that. And they deserve credit for staying on brand. This year they were the fifth closest team to drafting along the lines of my draft board. Coveting the same players that my board covets. Uh, They've never finished lower than seventh in any of the last five years. They're the only team to stay in the top ten for all five years. Look at the AFC... uh, I'm sorry, the AFC West... This is a weird group of, of drafts. I love the Derwin pick, James pick, to the Chargers. I like the Arden Key and Mo Hurst picks for the Raiders. Nothing else the Raiders did made sense. Nothing. They took Brandon Parker round three. Took Colton Miller at 15, which is wild to me. You know, there were some reports. I think Vic Talfer said they their decision makers were not on the same page entering this year's draft. And um, I think that's quite reflective in what they walked away with. Now, you could reshuffle these picks, put them in a different order, right? You could put Mo Hurst as a first-round pick. Arden Key is the second-round pick. Colt Miller is the third-round pick. You could talk yourself into feeling good about this. But um, Raiders fans, I would simply say, uh, let's hope that the erraticness of this draft, which really felt like it didn't have a whole lot of direction, and 
that all comes down to, you know, this transition. Obviously, it, it seems like Reggie McKenzie's being phased out, and uh, Gruden is obviously going to be there for the next decade. And if he's not, he's going to be getting paid for the next decade. So um, let's get everybody on the same page and regroup. That is a fascinating piece of this, is the John Gruden factor in the AFC West. One year is just a collection of data points. Two years you can get a general idea. Three years you get a trend. So we won't know for three years exactly what this game plan is for Gruden and constructing the roster. But it's going to be his call. You know, he's getting 10 years, $100 million fully guaranteed bunny. It's going to be his project. He's going to pick the guys. He's going to be the, the chef in the kitchen picking the ingredients. Thank you, Bill Parcells. Hat tip to you, kind sir. Flipping over the NFC, Dallas had a good draft in the, in the East. The Eagles had a great draft in the East. Washington had a terrific draft. Philadelphia was ranked one versus my draft board, so they drafted players in good values that I liked. I think the Redskins were ninth. Ninth? They, too, drafted good players that I liked at good values. Darius Geis at 59 will do that. It's a weird dynamic, by the way. Everything about this Darius Geis thing stinks. And not necessarily Darius himself. I know Darius changed agents about halfway through the draft process. And I know that old agent was pretty disenfranchised. So I'm curious what he's saying to folks. A lot of he said, he said, she said, Sally sells seashells down by the seashore. Teams don't know what to believe. I don't know what to believe, but it stinks. Somebody's lying. And I'm not saying it's Darius. Darius seems like a great kid. But time will tell. You know, if it is a Darius problem, behavioral patterns like this usually don't take too long, <clears throat> Reuben Foster, to show up. Giants had an okay draft. This entire division got better, though. Love Saquon Barkley and Will Hernandez for the New York Giants. That is a potent one-two punch. Along with Nate Solder there at left tackle, Giants offensive line got better, running game got better. Do you trust Eli at 37 years old? Guess we'll find out. Dallas Cowboys. They were seventh versus my board. So Dallas... Washington and Philadelphia, all top 10 draft classes drafting in accordance to my personal beliefs on the players in the draft. It's a lot of strong classes. That's going to be a fun division to watch play out just because I think this division added a lot of talent. Dallas Goddard should be an impact player. Connor Williams at left guard in that offensive line. Holy cow. Darius Geis, the to a T runner that Washington prefers in the second round. Deron Payne and John Allen 
playing next to one another again. Holy cow. Some impact players drafted in the NFCs. Which one is the one that's going to be the domino that tips the scale in somebody's favor? That's the fascinating piece in the NFC East, in my opinion. Because Saquon Barkley, I mean, I, I hardly talked about the best player in the draft, Saquon Barkley, going to the New York Giants. It's a terrific pick. It's good value, too. You got plus value. Time will tell. But this entire division, top to bottom, added difference makers. It's an arms race in the NFC East. And it's just a matter of time until we find out who, who, who. When I look at the NFC North, God, I want Detroit to rush for a 1,000 yards so badly. Like, if they can't do it now, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how it's ever going to get done if you can't go out and draft Frank Ragnow, carry on Johnson. Those two alone should be able to get the job done. Physical, physical, physical up front. Drafted a fullback. Old school, I love it. Nick Borden. Get up in some A-gaps, bro. Minnesota Vikings had a bit of an off-brand. This is traditionally a team that drafts very stepping key with me. They usually target players high up on my draft boards. Uh, Not this year. Can somebody please explain to Minnesota how to draft an offensive tackle? Because the tackles are going to kill them again. They're going to invest a second-round pick at Brian O'Neill, and technically he has all the same problems as Matt Khalil. But he's an athlete, so... I just mash my head against the door frame here that we're going to do this same exact thing all over again. Look, I get he's got uncoachable traits, but this goes back to the doubles theory. The baseball analogy. Give me a guy that I know can execute his pass set with some level of competency. I don't need him to run 4-8. Minnesota seems to prefer the other way around. And, okay, you know, it's fair game. If Minnesota turns Brian O'Neill into an all-pro, then I'm going to look really dumb right now. But Matt Khalil ain't turned into an all-pro yet. T.J. Clemmings ain't an all-pro. I thought T.J. had really fun traits in the run game. Modest athlete. Ass kicker up front. Oh, he'll drive block you off the ball. O'Neal's more of a space guy. Long arms. He can mirror on the second level pretty well. But the pass footwork's a problem. So is Minnesota going to pay the price? Or are they going to make 
people like me eat crow. I think that's a really interesting part of this NFC North. Because Minnesota's ready. You know, this is a terrific roster up and down. This is a terrific chance for them to turn the corner. They've got Kirk Cousins there. Paying them enough money to uh, sustain a small country. 28 mil per year. It's time to do it. And I like Minnesota a lot. And as I said, Minnesota traditionally drafts very close to my opinions on the players. There's been two years where they haven't. The Laquan Treadwell draft class, they were very off-kilter. I think they finished 28th in the league that year, drafting versus my board. And then this year. But the three other years since I started doing draft classes with NDT in 2014, uh, they've been in the top five and been number one twice. So that is an interesting deviation for me because it's so far off what they usually do. Did they see something I didn't this year? We'll find out. NFC South. This was the one... I mean, you go through... New Orleans had a baffling draft, in my opinion. And... Houdat... Calm down. Okay? Joe Marino has been... This close to just losing his mind over you guys over the course of the past four days. Because you've you've been driving the poor guy insane, getting in his mentions, taking exception to him saying that he thought they had the worst draft class. Draft class was not good. Our draft class was actually kind of bad. Especially when you factor in giving up next year's first-round pick to trade up for Marcus Davenport. Marcus Davenport, I don't think, is the the put-you-over-the-cusp player this year or next year that New Orleans is betting that he is. This entire division had some interesting picks. Um, Carolina... I like they. Had, I mean, they had some nice picks, but did I love that draft class? No. Did I like New Orleans draft class? No. Atlanta, are you keeping Julio Jones? What are you doing? You better not get rid of Julio Jones. I do like the, the pairing of Calvin Ridley, and I like the Isaiah Oliver pick. But if I stay true to my evaluations, Calvin Ridley's a player I had a round two grade on that I had scored in the 60s. I just don't know if he's going to be the player that puts the, puts the offense over the edge. I like the pairing. I think he'll be productive there. But is he going to be that X factor? He almost has to be with Atlanta in this window that they're in right now. Tampa Bay had a solid draft. 
but I sit here and I do the numbers and I think about scoring them versus my draft board. And again, I'm not saying they won or lost. I'm just saying based on my rankings of the players and where the, the team's got the value. Tampa Bay was the, the peak in the NFC South and they finished 16th. These teams did not covet the players the same way that I did. So again, time will tell who's right and who's wrong. But I do think that's an interesting thing to make a note of. Nobody in the NFC South targeted players. And maybe they did. And and they just missed them. Hi, it's Jamie. Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony. But you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. NFC West. Raise your glasses, folks. It's time to pour one out for the Seattle Seahawks. This is my most interesting thing about the NFC West. The Seahawks are in trouble. This team consistently, for five years, has not drafted well. It was not a good draft class. Shot Penny at 27. Okay. It's a bit rich. And then you just look at pick by pick. You go down the list. I don't think they got... Seattle and and John Schneider seem to have their own barometer of what to look for, obviously. But here's the thing. Go back and look through their draft classes since 2014. 2014 and forward. How many booms are there? How many big hits are there? Go look at the Seattle too deep right now. Where did the talent go? Where'd it go? This team's in for a big transition. And Pete Carroll's going to have his hands full with a starting lineup filled with new faces. These ain't your mama Seahawks. This is not the Legion of Boom. And that's really interesting for me to make a note of because this team is so different than what it was three years ago. And their ability to replace players, I'm not sold on right now. And I'm again not sold on it coming out of the 2018 NFL Draft. This division's quickly becoming an arms race. San Francisco has Jimmy G. 
Hashtag handsome. The LA Rams have Jared Goff. Hashtag handsome. The Arizona Cardinals have Josh Rosen. Hashtag handsome. And let's give Russell Wilson credit. He is also hashtag handsome. But you look at the rosters. I think the Rams have the best roster. Can they play as the best team? We'll find out. A lot of fresh faces. Their linebackers are a question mark. That's how I'd be going, getting after that team. Attacking the linebackers. Bryce Hager's a starting NFL linebacker. What a world we live in. But that's how I do it. And the Cardinals have drafted you know, top six each of the last two years versus my personal draft board, opinions of the players. So if my opinion is worth its weight in salt, Arizona's got a really good foundation on defense, a really good foundation now on offense after the last two years. Rosen, Christian Kirk, Mason Cole, David Johnson, Larry Fitz still there. Some pieces to work with. Not giving up on DJ Humphreys just yet either at offensive tackle. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown of the storylines to watch. Courtesy of the 2018 NFL Draft over the course of the next three years. Let's make sure we bookmark this one. We'll come back in three years. See how many thrilling battles Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson have had with one another. Can't wait. Cannot wait. I'm actually representing Baker today. I've got my Shake and Bake t-shirt on in reference to Baker's incident against Kansas. Terrific workout shirt. Highly recommend you guys can go on eBay and look up Shake and Bake Mayfield t-shirt. Get yourself a copy and let them know I sent you so they can get me some royalties. There's nothing formal set up yet, just as a disclaimer. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks for listening to Draft Dudes Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we promised you we'd carry you all the way through the summer, too. And we brought you to the 2018 NFL Draft. We're going to take you through the summer into the 2018 college football season. And this wheel will just keep on rolling, baby. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Unless you're a Seahawks or Saints fan after today's show, then please, let's just wait wait another show. Let cooler heads prevail here, and then you can leave us a review on the on the podcast. Joe Marino will be back. Do not worry. I actually will be with Joe Marino in no less than 48 hours. We're celebrating this year, the end of the 2018 NFL Draft. We're going to get lit. Joe's coming up to Philadelphia. We're going to take him to the beaches up here in Delaware. And we're going to have a great time. So you won't have to wait too long to hear from us again. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for some carving some time out of your hump day today to listen to the Draft Dudes podcast. As I said, I am Kyle Crabb signing off, and we'll catch up again soon.
You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 720 to 729, select styles only. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.